Welcome to the Habesha Finance Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial independence and overcome your money problems. I'm Matt, bringing you the education and tools to help you get your life back, build wealth, and make a difference. Hey everyone, Matt here with the Habesha Finance Podcast. Today, I am going over Simple Index Investing Explained for Any Beginner Investor. All right, that was a mouthful, so let's just get to it. I'll begin with the question, how do I get started with investing? This is a question that I actually do get from time to time. There is no clear-cut, one-way answer to this. Real estate or owning a small business is not for everyone. Remember, personal finance is personal. And still, I believe that everyone who's just starting to invest can benefit from having this one low-cost index fund in their investment portfolio. Basically, this one way of investing, I feel and believe strongly that can be applied to just about anyone. And I would also suggest this to anyone who doesn't have this investment in their portfolio. In a previous episode, I talked about the three rules of investing I follow. If you haven't listened to that, then you may want to pause and go there first to that episode. I'll link that episode in the show notes. Now, I introduce to you again, as I've introduced to you before, the total U.S. stock market. This is simple index investing. You own a small piece of every publicly traded U.S.-based company. This means you get the large companies like Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Alphabet, which is Google, ExxonMobil, all the way to the small companies like Viacom Incorporated, Class A, uh, Bebe Stores, BB Stores, I think Bebe Stores, sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly, and Houston Wire and Cable. I've never even heard of that company. So your response may be, okay, Matt, what does this mean exactly and how do you start investing in this index fund? Well, that's what we're going to talk about here with the understanding that you have access to a 401k, a 403b, an IRA, whether it's a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA or any other type of tax advantage savings account. Even if you have your own little brokerage account, you can benefit from the knowledge and education that I'm going to share here. And even for those who have an HSA, a health savings account, this can be applied to your situation as well. So the first question is, what are index funds? What is an index fund? First, you need to understand what a mutual fund is. A mutual fund is, quote unquote, an investment vehicle made up of a pool of monies collected from many investors for the purpose of investing in securities such as stocks, bonds, money market instruments, and other assets. Index funds are mutual funds that track an index, such as the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and others out there all over the world in different forms and different names. You have all these different companies that monitor and analyze a specific group or class of companies called an index. And the index fund you invest in through companies like Fidelity or Vanguard and others automatically follows that index respectively. For example, let's take the S&P Standard & Poor's 500 Index, a close relative of the total U.S. stock market fund, which I like and that I just talked about earlier in this episode. This index consists of the 500 largest U.S. companies like Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, Under Armour, Chipotle, I believe, just to name a few. 
So this index is out there already. This company has already created this index. Now companies like Fidelity, Charles Schwab, Vanguard, E-Trade simply offer you the ability to invest in this index through them. They're basically like the middleman for you to be able to invest in the index. Index funds are typically low in fees because there isn't much work being done by the brokerage companies. The homework has already been done. This is great for long-term investing and saves a lot of money on taxes since there isn't a lot of trading going on within those kinds of funds. I have a really cool graph in the show notes in the article that goes along with this podcast that basically shows you the performance of the S&P 500 index in the last 90 years. While there have been times of severe lows, very lows, the overall performance has been positive. The research has been done that supports long-term 15, 20 plus years of investing. The longer you invest, the more wealth you build. There's a reason why Warren Buffett wrote in his will that for 90% of his money to be put in a low-cost S&P 500 index fund, preferably vanguards, and the other 10% in short-term government bonds. Bottom line, anyone and everyone has the opportunity to invest in index funds and reap the benefits, which I will get into in just a second. So let's talk about the fees. This is one of my favorite parts about the index funds, the fees. Typically, you're going to find some of the lowest fees with index funds in tax and non-tax advantage accounts. I want you to take a look at my favorite index fund, VTSAX, that's Vanguard's Total Stock Market Fund, and check out something called the expense ratio. You'll notice that it's 0.04%. Anything that has an expense ratio that starts 0.0 and then has a percent at the end, you can basically be guaranteed that it's low cost. Um, and that 0.04%, you can also say four basis points. Just a little education on the lingo and the language that you know investors and brokers use to explain some of these terms. This means at the end of the year, your account is going to be charged 0.04% of whatever is in there. That's pretty low, which makes for more of your money coming back to you. When you invest outside of an index fund into what's called actively managed funds, you can sometimes find that you're paying 1% or 2% in fees. That is a ginormous amount when you consider the long-term impact. I have an article actually written about expense ratios that I'll also link in the show notes and the long-term cost of those high expense ratio investments. So make sure you check that out. For now, you can do this little exercise. Just try to find index funds where the expense ratio is lower than 0.10%, maybe 0.20%. Share it with us on the Facebook group, the Habeshaw Finance Facebook group, and we can tell you, hey, yeah, this is a low-cost fund or this is not a low-cost fund. There's no reason to pay so much money just to invest for your future. Today, so many companies offer low fees. You won't have a problem with this. Then again, I have seen investment options and fees in my wife's company's 401k and I cringed a little. I just couldn't understand why high fees are still being charged today. So which index? Well, I kind of gave it away in the previous rant. Vanguard's VTSAX is a great choice if you can afford the minimum $10,000. If not, 
Vanguard offers the same investment with a slightly higher expense ratio of 0.14% and a minimum initial investment of $3,000 in the fund called VTSMX. However, if you can't do either of these, then check out Charles Schwab's SWTSX. Charles Schwab offers very, very low fees and very low barrier of entry in order to invest in those kinds of funds. So typically, there's like a $1 minimum or a $100 minimum, unlike Vanguard, where you're doing like a $3,000 minimum or a $10,000 minimum. It all just depends on what you're able to begin with. Uh, and then eventually, you can even just switch your accounts to another brokerage account. So if you wanted to start with Charles Schwab, you can move to Vanguard once you have you know, accumulated enough uh, money to be able to meet the barrier of entry at Vanguard. Uh, me personally, my portfolio is with Fidelity because of my 401k. And I am invested in FSKAX, which is Fidelity's total stock market fund. If I had the choice in capital, I would definitely go with VTSAX or save enough as I mentioned, through Schwab's SWTSX, and then move over to Vanguard once I've accumulated the $10,000 minimum. You can see in the show notes, there's a graph that shows the performance of Vanguard's total stock market fund since 1992. The U.S. market has done very, very well over the long term. And that's what this is about, investing for the long term. Just to give you a little history, VTSMX was created in 1992 and the slightly lower cost VTSAX was created in 2000. So let's say you invested $100 a month in VTSMX since 1992 and you stayed diligent through the ups and downs of the market. I'm talking about the tech bubble in the early 2000s and one of the worst recessions in 2008 and 2009. Today, after 25 or 26 years of investing, you would have a little over $140,000 and only $31,000 of that was what you contributed. Suddenly, that $30,000 car you're thinking about financing is not looking so good, right? And for fun, let's take a $400 a month car payment and see what that would have turned into with a VTSMX or VTSAX fund. $555,000. And guess how much you only put in? $125,000. Obviously, these numbers don't take inflation into consideration, which is why these are just estimates. But I think you get the point. Of course, if you find that you like Charles Schwab, Fidelity, or someone else over Vanguard, that's perfectly fine too. Some of you may like the convenience of an actual office you can go into and talk to someone. Vanguard is basically online only, but you have companies like Charles Schwab and Fidelity who do have brick and mortar buildings that you can go and actually talk to somebody. So, you know, this is your money. This is your future. And I want you to feel comfortable with who and what you invest in. So now you may have the question of one fund, really, though? And my answer is yes, pretty much. You start with this one fund and build from here. After a while, you'll start to learn the basics of simple index investing, along with phrases like asset allocation and rebalancing your portfolio. You need to understand the most important key to investing is to get started. Again, the most important key to investing is to get started. $100 a month, $200 a month, $1,000 a month, even $50 a month. Time and compound interest are forces that will either work for you or against you. And this one fund is a great way for any beginner 
any beginner investor to enter the world of saving and investing for the future. This is why I do not invest in single stocks because I get the benefit of having every U.S. company and hundreds of other companies around the world in two or three simple index funds. And if your retirement plan doesn't offer this fund, check to see if the S&P 500 index fund is a choice. Usually, this is the index fund that's available in most company-sponsored retirement savings plans. And these two funds are very closely related. So I'm going to give you a little bit of homework. Look at what retirement savings accounts you are eligible for. You may be eligible for a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, a SEP IRA. You may have a 401k that you're ignoring, a 403b that you're ignoring. So if you already have an account, good for you. But if you don't, sign up for that account. All right. Like I mentioned, I'm only familiar with Vanguard, Charles Schwab and Fidelity. Each company has its pros and cons, but you can't go wrong with choosing any of those three. And the beauty of investing is if you're not happy with one company, you can always transfer your assets to another company. When it comes to IRAs, this is very, very simple. And usually uh, the company that you're transferring to handles all of that for you. And if there are any transfer fees, the new brokerage company sometimes will actually comp you for that. They'll actually pay your fee that you may have had with the old company that you're leaving. So if you can't sign up for one of these tax advantage savings accounts, again, I still recommend investing in a taxable account and having these tax friendly index funds to minimize how much you pay in taxes year over year. Remember, time is of the essence when it comes to investing. And if you haven't read my article about my rules of investing, make sure you check it out. The link will be in the show notes. If you have any questions, join the Habesha Finance Facebook group. I cannot stress that enough. Ask your questions there. There are no dumb questions when it comes to investing, only dumb investments. Follow this education on simple index investing, and I am confident that you will be fine. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great and purposeful week.